And like, like I showed you some time ago, that it is the spiritual debt in Adam that eventually gave birth to physical debt. Praise the Lord. So salvation is all about the glory of God. God stepping in to save us. God coming into our state to take up the burden of mankind. Are you with me? And after that, we learned on Thursday about how salvation happens. Listen, that Thursday's teaching is a very important teaching. How many of you agree so? Hey, God. So many people don't know how salvation happens. That teaching is so important. How does salvation happen? Metamorphosis. I will encourage you, go back and listen. But today, assurance. How do I know I am saved? You see, there are two major doctrines on the subject of salvation that people have problems with. The doctrine of security and the doctrine of assurance. The doctrine of security is the commitment of God to the saved in salvation. So security is like asking the question, how am I sure that this thing that God did will last? Have people say things like this? Ah, I used to be a chronic sinner. Now that, that God is beginning to change me, are you sure I will keep on being a Christian to the end? Have you that kind of question? Security. Is this thing going to last forever? But the Bible shows us that faithful is he who has called you, who also will do it. Are you with me? The Bible is replete with scriptures on the doctrine of security. Even that one we read, Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. It says, Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Say amen. amen. So if he saved me, I will keep on being saved to the end. Praise the Lord. Hebrews 7 verse 25. It says, Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for, him, for them. So he saves to the uttermost. Are you with me? That's security. Some have finally embraced this truth that, okay, Christ's work, Christ's salvation is eternal. I believe it. Okay. We are secured in it. But another question rises. I know that Christ can save eternally. I know that Christ can keep all that he saves. But how am I sure that I am part of them? Are you hearing me? Pay attention. How do I know I am part of those you are saved? How do I know I am saved? And that gives rise to what we call the doctrine of assurance. Assurance is that inward confidence a person has in himself about Christ's work of salvation. Praise the Lord. And many people struggle with this. And how do I know they struggle? Just listen to the way they talk about Christ's return. Listen to something like this. If your neighbor is sleeping, tap him to wake up now. You are, awake, you are, you are alive in Jesus' name. I want to do something. Listen. 
Everybody, pay attention. I want you to believe the message of Christ. Because there is a day he's coming to take us home. Are you following my sermon? So let's assume I'm in a bus. Because it's bus evangelism that is to happen very well. I know you're hearing me right now. All sinner repent. All church go and repent because Christ is coming. Let me tell you, nobody knows what will take them to hell. Even me that is standing before you right now, I'm not even sure. What well, we must keep on serving God. Because listen, you can be preaching all your life. You can even be a pastor, casting out devils. But when the trumpet blows, you may miss it. Everybody be quiet like this. Have you heard what I'm listening? I'm preaching. Have you not heard it before? Everybody be quiet like this. Listen, oh man of God. I know you've been serving God for 30 years. But you may quarrel with your wife tomorrow morning. And it will take you to hell. That sin has made all your work useless. Tell your neighbor, useless. <laughs> and you will see the whole, everybody be like Somebody just say, it's true. That statement is proof that even the person preaching to you is not sure. One day, somebody preached like that. And you know, so, when you really meet rebels against God, you will not know if you are sure of what you are saying. The person has said, if you're not sure, why should I come? The person said, if you that is preaching is not sure, why should I join you? Oh, that got me thinking. That got me thinking. Because let me tell you, I was a fervent Christian. You know I'm taking this in serious. I was a fervent Christian for years. But every time I came across, do you know those videos that somebody would tell you that she died and went to hell? She would come and tell, tell everybody that, ah, I saw Christians. I saw this, I saw that. So I would think of my life. I said, God, what if now with all this service I'm doing, let me shock you. As of 2007, I was already part of those holding crusades. Though. 2007, I was already preaching in crusades. But after the whole thing, sometimes I will sit back. Like, Am I sure? Am I sure? Master, we cast out devils in your name. We did many mighty works in your name. Depart from me. I knew you not. Hey! Alone. <laughs> so somebody can be here just goofing around and the master knows you not. Should we take this teaching serious? I was like that for years. Sometimes people struggle with assurance because there is inconsistency in their work with God. So at one point, they feel like they're on fire. Like, Kai, Ropekete Debede. I can feel the power. At some other point, maybe they were in a quarrel or somebody made them angry and they mistakenly insulted somebody or slapped somebody. They lost their temper. 
and did something wrong. Now sit back. What do you think about it? They'll start crying. Am I sure? Am I sure? Maybe they fell into a sin. A sin they promised God and said, Oh God, if I do it again, cut my neck. <laughs> and lo and behold, they fell for that sin. Their neck did not cut. But they say, Maybe God has cut my neck in the spirit. <laughs> he has ejected me out. Ah, I cannot forget one sister. She took, came to preach to us those, day, those days. He said that he that sins against the Lord, that God will put off his candle. He said, there are many of you here. You are here singing and dancing, saying you love Jesus, but he has put off your candle. Hey, I died. <laughs> I remember one particular day at a point I just said, since I cannot meet up, let me just forget about the whole thing. I hear what I'm saying. I said, there is no use. Last, last, Worst the fall. <laughs> Forget about this thing. But thank God for Bible study. I can imagine the Holy Ghost looking at me and trying to get my attention. Thank God for Bible study. Sometimes some people even doubt their salvation when they're going through trials. When they're going through challenges in life. Like, if I'm truly a child of God, should I be going through this thing? Like, there was a time something happened. Let me even share that testimony here. When traveling to Lagos Church sometime last month, I have two hard drives that contain about 12 years of my spiritual materials, 12 years of work. So I have more than a million books inside those hard drives, e-books. I have a lot of documentaries, videos, studies, so much resource. I got to Lagos. I didn't use it. So in my mind, I packed it in my traveling box. So I didn't use it throughout my stay in Lagos. So I came back, I got to the office, I wanted to work with it, and I did not find it. I checked the office, I did not see it. I checked my box, I didn't see it. I asked everybody. I called Lagos pastor. Called, ah, what is this thing? My hard drives disappeared like that. I say, God. There are books inside that place that you cannot find anywhere in Nigeria. I'm telling you. I say, God, what will I do? At the point, as I was sitting down somewhere, one thought came. I know it's the devil. I've been trained over time to reject him. He said, I thought you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is supposed to tell you where it is now. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit is supposed to guide you now. It's supposed to, I thought you have the Holy Spirit. Before, I was asking myself, what if my Holy Spirit is fake? <laughs> so I knelt down and I prayed about it. I said, oh God, show me where this thing is. I... I even called my guys, let's pray. We pray about it, no show. But I've learned over the years, God is always faithful. Even when it looks like he's not answering, God is faithful. See, God is faithful. It's just that there are things he's doing that you are not seeing. Are you with me? So, I said, okay. Last, last, uh, we move. 
You don't see, let's just go on. And it has been about a week plus after I, since I gave up. I said, well, then, you know, different thoughts. What if God is trying to teach me a lesson? Are you with me? See, lo and behold, yesterday, <laughs> I was not thinking about hard drive. I said, let me pack clothes for dry cleaning. Out of a bag that my wife kept clothes to give out. And this hard drive fell out. To be honest with you, I cannot remember any time. The last time I knew I saw that hard drive was in my office. How it moved to that place, I know not. When it fell out, and I started asking myself, what if I actually told myself my Holy Spirit is fake? Because I did not feel something say, my son, check under the back. He's there. Many of you are like that in your work with God. Because it's not dramatically happening. You just feel like. Tell me about God is working. Even when you don't feel it. So, many people doubt. Because of all of these reasons I've talked about. So how do I know I'm saved? To answer this question. I would like us to continue from where we stopped on Thursday. John chapter 1 from verse 11. Tell anybody, welcome to, welcome to class. John 1 verse 11. John 1 verse 11. The Bible says, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Are you with me? To them he gave the right. To them he gave the power. To them he gave the access to become the sons of God. So if you receive him, he gives you the power to become the son of God. Even to them that believe on his name. So he's saying that those who receive him and have received power to become the sons of God are actually those that believe. Are you with me? But as many as received unto them, he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Galatians 4, verse 6. Galatians 4, verse 6. Please, make sure you are right and follow carefully. It says, and because ye are sons, are you following the train of thoughts? So, John 1, verse 12 says, as many as believe on him, as many as received him, to them, he gave the power to become the sons of God. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Are you with me? As many as believe him, to them he gave the power, the right, the access to become sons of God. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart, crying about father. So what does this mean? It means if you are a child of God, you will have his spirit. Are you with me? So the spirit of God is proof that you are a son of God. Glory. So let's go on with this Bible study. Open to 1 John, the epistle of John. 1 John 4 verse 13. 1 John 4 verse 13. 
The next two verses I'm reading is just to buttress all I'm saying. First John 4 verse 13. Everybody read 1, 2, 3, go. Everybody read 1, 2, 3, go. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he had given us of his spirit. So we know that we are in him and he is in us because we have the Holy Spirit. Say amen. amen. One more verse. Romans 8 verse 9. Romans 8 verse 9. Everybody read this one. One, two, three, go. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. It, now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Read it again with more strength. But ye are not in the flesh. Read on. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So that means, from these four verses I've shown you, unequivocally, that how do you know you are a child of God? How do you know you are saved? It's because you have the spirit. The spirit is proof that I'm a child of God. The Spirit is proof that I'm a son of God. The Spirit is the assurance that I'm saved. So the next question is, if the Holy Spirit is the proof of salvation, how do I know I have the Spirit? Are you following me? Listen, this teaching is very important. How do I know I have the Spirit? Let me tell you something about the Bible. The Bible is very clear. To those who study. (laughs) Very clear. Open Galatians 5 verse 22. Galatians 5 verse 22. Galatians 5 verse 22. 1, 2, 3, go. What does it read? Let's start again. One, two, three, go. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, pause. I wish you can go through all of them one by one. But don't, let's take it small, small. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit. So, he, follow the train of thought. How do I know I'm saved? By the Spirit. How do I know I have the Spirit? I check for the fruit of the Spirit. Are you following this? How do I know I'm saved? How do I know I'm a son of God? I should check, do I have the Spirit? If I'm, he has told us that if I believe on him, I have the Spirit, right? So, how do I know I'm saved? I have the Spirit. How do I know I have the Spirit? I check for the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. You know, most times when Bible studies and teachings are done on the fruit of the Spirit, do you know how it is done? They say, okay, the fruit of the Spirit is love, so go and love. That's a nice way, but that's not exactly what it's saying. Are you with me? That's not wrong in and of itself, but that's not what it's saying here. He's saying, how do you know the Spirit is there? You will see love. Love will be coming out. You will see joy. So let's start with the first one. 
But the fruit of the Spirit is love. So, the love here refers or can be directed in two, three major ways, but we'll take only two. So, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Number one, the first form of love that the Spirit will do in your heart is love towards God. Which is also called desire. You can write in brackets, desire. The second level of love that the Spirit will work in your heart is love towards other believers. And the third level of love is love to all men. But today we just treat only love towards God, love towards other believers. Are you with me? So, the fruit of the Spirit is love. So, how do you know a person is saved? Does he love God? Does he love God? Does he desire God? Does he desire God? Everybody open to Romans 5 verse 5. Please, if you have understood me to this point, raise your hand. If it's confusing, I should explain again. Raise your hand. I should explain again. Everybody read Romans 5 verse 5. Read it one more time. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Are you seeing the consistent trend of thoughts now? The fruit of the Spirit is love. Hope making us ashamed. Because the love of God is shed abroad. There is a love that the Spirit bears first of all towards God. One more verse. 1 Corinthians 16 verse 22. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 22. Everybody read one, two, three, go. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema maranatha. Read it again. Read it one more time with more strength. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema maranatha. Do you know what this means? First of all, let me explain what anathema maranatha means. Maranatha means the Lord is coming or the Lord comes. Anathema means damnation. Damned. He's saying, if any man love not the Lord Jesus, as the coming of the Lord, he shall be damned. Or he shall be condemned. So how do you know that as his coming, you will not be condemned? Do you love him? Do you love him? Number one desire, eh? number one sign that a man is saved is desire. Your number one desire as a child of God will be towards God. When we come to church and we tell you, shout, jump, do all of these things. It's a, it's a problem for us if you don't respond. When you see someone who God has no command of his desires, it's a very big question mark on his salvation. Are you hearing me? Desire. 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 
any man love not the Lord Jesus? Let me show you something else. Colossians. Okay, before Colossians, let's take First Peter. First Peter 2. From verse 2. Okay, before First Peter 2, verse 2, take First Peter 1, verse 23. So that you see the flow of thought. Even Peter, Apostle Peter, shows us the flow of thought. First Peter 1, verse 23. Everybody want to three go. Read it again. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. By the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So now, he, he said, the word of God gets you born again, right? Just the same way we, we read, as many as received, him, as received his word, they became sons of God. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Now, jump to chapter 2, verse 2. First Peter chapter 2, verse 2. Everybody read, as newborn babes. So, as new people who are now born again. How do we know you are born again? Read on. Read it again. As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the world that he may grow thereby. Does that end with a full stop or with a colon? So, we are going to see something else. Verse 3. If so be that you have tested that the Lord is gracious. So if it is true, if it is true that you have tasted that God is gracious, or if it is true that you have tasted of the Lord's grace, if it is true that you truly encounter the grace of God in Christ Jesus, what will happen? You will desire the sincerity of the word of God as newborn babes. Are you following me? This is, when we tell people take the word of God serious, all of these things, this, this see, I've told you before that Christianity is not I can do the way I feel. Anything you do or when we look at you and study you closely and just oppose it with the pages of scripture we can bring a report. When you see someone who consistently you bring the word of God to him, he's not interested. You explain it to him, he does not care. I'm not talking about somebody who, because of a challenge, you know, you can like something, but sometimes you can maybe discouraged. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? You will desire this thing. Like even the verse we read in Galatians 4 verse 6. Go back there. Go back there. Galatians 4 verse 6. It says, And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, doing what? Crying out of father. There is a cry. There is a longing for God from you. Crying out of father. Now, actually, that word crying out of father, if you study it properly in I don't like raising Greek, but in the Greek, he's actually trying to say crying Abba Father with a deep cry, even from suffering. 
when a Christian is going through suffering or hard times, one of the signs that they belong to God is in, in spite of all the challenge, the only thing they will hold on to is God. They will cry out to God. When they are going through challenge and hard times, you will see that cry, that pull towards God. When you see a Christian, or if you see somebody who claims to be a Christian, and at the slightest challenge, he turns away from God and goes to strange powers, dark people to look for help, is proof he doesn't belong. Are you hearing me? Crying Abba Father. Also, that crying Abba Father can mean a desire for God. We know when a baby is born, the baby does not cry. Once the child, I remember when my my daughter was born. As she came out like this, from far away where I was, when I heard her cry, tears just poured out of my eyes. Yes, the cry is actually from breast milk. <laughs> 30, in 30 minutes' time, they are cleaned out. She has started sucking. How can somebody now say, I encountered God, I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus, and for once, you've never desired the word of God? Desire, love, love, love. After me, desire. What am I reading all of these things? The parameters to judge salvation that we've used in the past are wrong. These are the actual parameters. Are you with me? The parameters that you are saved is not perfection. Are you following me? The parameters of salvation is not perfectionism or machine perfection. The parameters of salvation, according to the Bible, is desire. No, people have met me and said, Pastor, I don't know if I'm saved. Every time I try to serve God, I just want to, I want to just serve God. I want to just do the, the will of God, but sometimes it's hard. I don't know if I'm saved. That you are able to ask me that question is proof that you are saved. Are you with me? That you are desiring to serve God and failing, it is proof that you, are, you're, you, are, you have received the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is changing your heart to respond to God. Have you gotten me? Oh, pastor, I just want to do the will of God. I want to serve God more. But sometimes when I try, it's like I'm failing. When I try, it's like I I plan to pray for six hours. But after one hour, 30 minutes, I'm sleeping. (laughs) Catch your soul. We'll do more 10 hours prayer. We had 10 hours prayers. Or is, it, or is it 12 hours prayers? But because of the outreach and preparation for crusade, we could not start by 6 p.m. So we eventually started by 10. So in my mind, I said, okay, we have taken four hours out of the 12 hours. I'm sure we will be able to stay the remaining eight hours. I was wrong. Ha! <laughs> by three 4, 4 a.m. My God. You have to see this place. The only two people standing, the person leading, and myself. 
now somebody can be in that prayer meeting and say, ah, I came for this prayer meeting. I said, I'm going to press into the things of the spirit. I'm going to press into God. And sleep press into me. <laughs> that you came. And you desire to pray. And desire to serve God that way. Even though you, you were overtaken by sleep. That is proof that you belong to him. So, are you here and you have desire for God? Let me see your hand. That means you are saved. The problem is when you don't care, when you don't have desire. See, people who are rebellious against God don't desire God. The Bible says, and as they don't want to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them up to a reprobate mind. This is why when we, we bring people to church and we get so saved or we have first timers, the first thing I look at is, I want to see what do they truly want. I've seen people who came to church. They came to church. They, 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 they told everybody they were coming to church, but they came to church to steal phone and go. They do not come for God. Are you with me? I've seen people that they will come to church. Oh, I've been, I've been in this thing for a long time. They'll go for the altar calls. They will tell, when you hear them discussing, you will not know that. Ah, well, how they will say, no worry, I'll go for the altar call. They're telling that guy, I'll go for the altar call. After the altar call, I'll go to the back where they see first timers. I'll go ask them for something. They go bless me. <laughs> I've seen things. After I finish on there, I'll go and ask church. <laughs> I met one like that. He came for our service at LA Kings. This guy danced. Otako, he came out. After the service, he said, Pastor, I like your preaching, you know. You really bless me. He said, Pastor, the only issue now is say, I never chop, I never get transport. I said, no, Allah, me now, I will definitely give you. So, I give. Not knowing that the next church I was going to, I was going there to see somebody. <laughs> so, when I went there, saw the person, and I saw him also, with the first time as the pastor in charge. I, was, ah. I saw this, ah. <laughs> I said, and my man, I was like, this is not my first time, Anna. I <clears throat> So, I saw him narrating the same story. He said, Pastor, you really blessed me. See, the only thing now is. So, and I saw, after he, I didn't, I didn't want to spoil the show first. I allowed him to collect the cash first. I said, ah, brother, God bless you. He said, he looked at me like, he said, hey, how are you? How is everything? He said, I just came to see one of my friends here. I just smiled. You see, the Bible says God is not mocked. The next, trust the next Sunday, he didn't come outside again. <laughs> Do you truly desire him? Do you have a love, a passion, longing from your heart, crying out a father to him? Do you seek to grow spiritually? I'm saying all these things because there are many reasons people are in church. A dear brother to me, I was in his house and he was telling me how one of his friends was telling him that he should go to a particular church. That if you go there, if you see girls, he, he put that, he said, if you see babes, oh God. 
So when everybody arranged their Sunday best, some are saying, oh, Lord, today I'm going to, I'm going to worship you. I'm going to receive your word. Some are saying, oh, man, I'm going to set my pee. Labanoa. Smart moves. Smart moves. Smart moves. Do you desire him? Colossians 3. Oh my God, look at the time. Colossians 3 from verse 1. Colossians 3, verse 1. What does it read? Now, pause. The question I want to ask is, what's the first word in this sentence? What's the first word? What's the first word? If. That's a conditional statement. Then be risen with Christ. Seek those things which are above, where Christ seated on the right hand of God. So, how do we know that you are risen with Christ? Or since you are risen with Christ, how do we know? We pay attention to what do you seek? Set your affections, the next verse. It says, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is on the right hand of God. Then verse 2, everybody verse 2. Set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. What really makes you happy? Do you set your affection on things above? When we look at you, what is your response to the things of the Lord? Do you have affection? And that turns to the next thing. Go back to the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, 22. For the fruit of the Spirit is love. The next one is what? Joy. Say after me, joy. joy. Love, joy. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 13 from verse 44, it says, for the kingdom of God, let's open it. Matthew 13, verse 44, 1, to 3, go. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field, the which when a man had found, he hideth and for joy. Jeroboam goeth and selleth all that he hath. Are you seeing this? When we tell you, shout glory. It's not just because we want to show, to show that we are a glory shouting church. It says, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field. The which when a man had found, he hideth, meaning it's a personal thing first. And for joy. He goes and sells all that he had and buy that field. He's trying to say that one proof that you've come into the kingdom is that, number one, you will descend that kingdom as a treasure. Are you following me? You will see the kingdom as a treasure. Something that nothing in this world compares unto. Number two, it is that it will command joy from you. Now, put the scripture with what we saw in Galatians 5.22. 
For the fruit of the Spirit is love. So love towards God and joy. 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 Joy in God. Joy in the things of God. When you read history, in the 70s in this country, 70s, 80s, there's what happened that they used to call the Jesus Revival. When Jesus Revival was happening, there were people that were very poor, very broke, but when it comes to the God, they're excited. He's my everything. Are you with me? Some people, you see their joy when Arsenal eventually wins. They may be having a bad day. Their boss may have shouted at them at work. Everything is going bad. But they are going, their friend just calls and say, Bros, you don't score. Eh? Are you serious? Say, reach us, go reach us now. Open TV, go reach us. The champions. After they do the advert, he said, Let me see, let me see. Hey! Go! You say, Inter Milan. They don't score, they don't score. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes eh, I've seen a man. You know when he's, he was eating, he was watching this as a scored. He forgot where the mouth was. He almost put the food in his jaw. <laughs> Joy. Yet, we claim we are, many people claim they are connected to the Savior of their soul. The one who has saved them forever. Eternally. Washed away your sins. Removed you from the power of darkness and translated you into the kingdom of his dear son. And no joy. That means you don't know what you came to. And is either you don't know what you have received or you, are not, you have not even received anything. Are you following me? So why is some of us shouting? It's because we know. The Spirit has made us to see. He goes for that joy, then peace. See, no matter the storm, Yes, things may have been hard. Things may have been tough. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. I wish I could go through all of those things. Those are signs of salvation. Gentleness, goodness, faith. Let me just talk about long-suffering. Peace, long-suffering. Oh, I'm not yet married. Oh, I've not bought a G-Wagon. Oh, I've not bought Benz. Oh, I never blow, but I have joy. Are you with me? 2022 was not the way I planned it to be, but I have peace. Because Christ in me is the hope of glory. Are you with me? These are signs of salvation. The world will weep over the things in the world. You know why? That's all they've got. Are you with me? That's all they've got. But me, I have a kingdom in the heavens. That no matter what is happening here, that kingdom lives in my heart. No matter what is happening around me, even though Christ is inside the boat, I will not sink. There may be storms around the boat. Because Christ is inside, I will not sink. Sometimes I have joy. I have joy. Because I belong to Christ. I rejoice in the things of God. Many of you, Sophie was telling me the other day that they went for evangelism. 
after leading somebody to Christ, the kind of excitement, the kind of joy. Let me tell you, if I go and preach and nobody responds, that I preached, I'm happy. I, I noticed that every time I went out for evangelism, even till today, when I preach the gospel, I, I come back and I'm hey, I've got it. <laughs> hey! Glory! So people, Jesus looks at them. They joy some, some women, they joy in skirts and shoe and makeup more than Christ. Joy. Praise the Lord. This is assurance of salvation. Now, if you are here listening to me and you extray your heart, you know that the things of God does not command your joy. There is a problem. You know that the word of God does not command your desire. You don't desire the things of God. There is a problem. It is true that some people experience these things more than others. Why? Because some of them have yielded to God more. Are you with me? But that you experience it even if it's in a flicker, then you are part of us. But there is a problem when you don't have any desire at all for the things of God. You are just coming because make I come. No desire to grow spiritually, there is a problem. I didn't talk about the other one, love for the brethren. Many of you have noticed, those of you who are born again, you notice that you just want to be with us. You want to be in a family. You see people say, when they go, to, you see when Christians go to a new city, they say, ah, I need to find a church. I need to find a family. A family of like-minded people. Why? That love towards God and to all the saints. Have you seen that ranging in the New, in the new Testament before? So you see Paul saying in Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 15. He said, when I, when I heard of your faith toward God and your love unto all the saints, I cease not to pray for you. So, immediately Paul knew that they had faith in God and they began to demonstrate love to the saints. They are saved. But you see somebody, you see he, he cares about the things of God. He will not come to church for 300 years. Do you have any spiritual family where we share Christ? No. For Christmas, watch. Look at their friends. As they paint them, they go to sweet us. As they sweet us, they go to paint them. They will carry a good uh, sazembra for the three spots and for more and be eating. As they will <laughs> go to the village and bring that money. Say, is the one baka baka? Ah, <laughs> they say e money, e money. <laughs> they go to the village, and when the spring money finish, so let when they have now done satisfy their flesh, so let us pray. <laughs> In Jesus' name, Amen. <laughs>
No desire for Christ. No desire. Are you saying, yeah, nah. I'm a knight. <laughs> you know who I be? If I tell you when I do my baptism, my baptismal name now Christos. <laughs> All the things they are using as anchor for salvation are carnal external things. We're out of time. I would have shown you more. I would have gone to that scripture where Jesus said, depart from me. I knew you not. Praise the Lord. Are you blessed? So, if you looked at some of these things and say, that I've said, I know you are saved. You are saved. Shout glory. glory. Pardon me with the way I'm pronouncing my words. Kata cannot find me. In Jesus' name. Love towards other believers. You want to, the best place you want to be is with other believers. You want to share your faith with them. You want to spend time, pray with them, worship with them, eat with them. First John 3, verse 14. Let me put this one. You see somebody. When I hear a Christian, when I hear a so-called Christian make some kind of statement, I just need to forget it. Have you seen me say things like this? Me, I'm a Christian, no. But me, I don't like to associate with other Christians. I like Muslims because they are down to earth. Have you, you ever heard that one before? See, I don't like other Christians. They are too spiritual about it. They always spiritualize things, always spiritualize things. I want people who, who are real thinkers, we are realistic people. We are down to earth. You thank God you know that you are down. <laughs> First John 3, verse 14. It is true. There are many believers that have, that have problems. They have character issues. Different problems. But God has given us a command to love his body. And whether I like it or not, you are connected to them. If we are all in the body of Christ, we are connected to each other. First John 3 verse 14. Everybody read 1, 2, 3, go. Are you seeing this verse? It says, we know that we have passed from death unto life. We know that we have passed from death unto life. How do we know that we are no longer in death and we are in life? Because we love the brethren. Are you seeing this? People who are genuinely saved, as they, as they grow in their work with God, the desire to care for that person begins to grow. Let me tell you the truth. People have met me and said, Pastor, you like to give. This giving thing, I learned it. This, the, the life of God in me taught me. I didn't really have much growing from where I got born again. My shoe was already praising the Lord. So I couldn't really give her shoes. But I saw at some point that I had quite a number of clothes. I will come to church. I will see a brother. He's not looking so... Like that. That's okay. I will do something. I will go. I own some shirts. I own a trouser. I own singlets. I come. Take. When I did that, 
the joy will multiply. Ah, I like the way I felt. I'll do it again. Then I started doing money. After a while, God started blessing me. You see, even this giving thing, some people, they, they don't give because they love anything. They give just because they've told them that he that give it to receive it. So it's not about love, it's transactional. If you sow one share to that sister, God will give you ten. Lord, I'm a sower. Are you following this? See, what I'm teaching you uh, is a scarce message, is, but it's the true message. Desire, love, joy, peace. Praise the Lord. Sometimes we worship, worship. The person we sing, something's moving, something's changing. Man. If you like, die there. We know they move. <laughs> Raise your hands. Tell him, Jesus, I love you. Sky Daddy, peace. <laughs> there is a difference between a person who is like that and he's, he has a desire, but he's new. I'm sure, how many of you have experienced this stuff when you came to New Bridge? You came to church and just everybody shouting glory and you're like, what's going on here? Like, what are these guys doing? <laughs> But if you are a born again child of God, after a while, it's not so hard. Okay, they are shouting glory. Glory! glory! That's different from somebody else that, that's like this. So there's, a, there's one set of people who they want to respond that way, but they are new. Are you with me? So they are trying to catch on. They have the desire to grow in the things of God. They are catching on. That one is saved, but he's growing. There's an asset. Mm. Fly a shot, make the ceiling come out. Put self, they overdo things, yeah. Every time you overshow over, over yourself for this place. That's a different, that one is not in the kingdom. This one is in the kingdom, but he's starting. Oh, you think that's radical? When you follow the Lord, he will make, make you do more radical things. The Bible says, Jesus, being propelled of the Spirit, ran into the desert. The actual rendering is, if you were there, you would have seen Jesus. After John finished baptizing him, this is my beloved son, so as he was coming out, the Bible says that after he was baptized and the Spirit declared, you see somebody running. <laughs> and you'd be like, <laughs> you'd be like, what is wrong with this guy? You would have seen Jesus do that. Oh, they came out and told Jesus, Master, even the demons are submitted to us to, to their even the demons are submitted to us through their name. Then he said, I'm coming. I beheld Satan fall like nineteen. Oh glory! Thank you. That's what Jesus did. Lord, I want to be like Jesus. <laughs> Read the Bible. Lord. <laughs> Jesus did more weird things. Now, some of you are saying, eh, Pastor, it's not too much. Think about the things you've done. They told somebody that if the person danced naked for 21 days, you'd be a billionaire. <laughs> they, they did it. They did not say it's weird. 
When they went to Babalao's house and they tell them, go and bring a cat's head. Go and bring the tongue of a lizard. Go and bring the eye of alligator. He didn't say, guy, guy now, which kind of thing be this? He said, no worry, in seven days. And the said, in seven days, if you don't bring it, you are dead. They we Seventh day, 6 a.m., they are there. Sir, we brought it. They say, go and bring the poo-poo of a five-day-old baby. They will bring it. But God said, rejoice. He said, ah, what's the, uh, which kind of thing be this one? You know the funny thing? Even Christians, we mock another Christians. When you see, remember that day on Friday when we were doing outreach? When, you, when they see a pastor standing with Mike on the road, believe in Jesus and be saved. Because you don't get money, you don't get work. Now, that you're making that statement, we should, we should check if you are saved. Praise the Lord. Since I can't finish today, I have to stop now. We will continue on Thursday. Saturday, I've got joy. I've got joy. I've got joy. I've got joy. Even if you're not jumping, be saying with your mother, I've got joy. I have joy. I desire Christ. I desire the things of God. Christ lives in me. I believe in him. Rejoice. Rejoice. <laughs> hey. Some of me have been saved. I believe in Jesus. He's the savior of my soul. My eternal Lord and King. I believe in him. Glory. 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 Some of me, no matter what I face, I have joy. No matter what I face, I have joy. The joy of Christ is in me. The joy of Christ is in me. The peace of God is in me. And because I have the spirit, I belong to God. Christ in me is the hope of glory. I am not hopeless. I have hope. I have joy. I have peace. I belong to him. Glory! Glory! Kaya barakatoze kete.